I always tell people, like, I'm the funnel doctor. I'm not the funnel savior. Are you ready to get unapologetically loud about your brand? Are you ready to stop playing small and grow your business to be everything that you've ever desired? Then you're in the right place. My name is Stephanie Rollins, and I'm a digital marketing strategist and marketing coach who's ready to help you implement easy, proven marketing strategies to grow your business. We'll dive into strategies for email marketing, lead generation, social media, productivity, and we'll even have candid conversations about the craziness behind being a business owner. Welcome to the Simple Sexy Marketing Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Simple Sexy Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Rollins, and I have a guest today that I'm so excited to have on the show because I've had the pleasure of working with this individual for a few years now, let's say three years now maybe, and I've seen this person grow and flourish and he's just truly passionate about what he does. He's so passionate about helping entrepreneurs grow their business. And so I'm so grateful to have him on the show today. So my guest today is Ryan McCreary, the funnel doctor. How are you, Ryan? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for asking. Thank you so much for having me. I'm grateful to be here. Absolutely. Listen, when I started this podcast, you were definitely like one of the first people that I jotted down to have on the show because I've just seen you grow and when did you okay actually this is funny because I totally forgot that when we first started working together when we first encountered each other you actually had another business you were in like financial services right yeah I was actually because my professional uh career is actually in finance so like after college when I got my degree I worked in the finance industry for a number of years so my first business actually was a financial basically information product business right so I sold like courses I had a book I did you know some coaching programs all around finance financial literacy wealth building you know just since that's kind of what I knew just professionally And then I shifted to actually create like a marketing agency, which we'll talk about. But I did have a financial business. That was my first business when I first started my company. Yeah. And I I actually just remember that just now. And it's the reason why I forgot is because it was a very short time in between the time where we met and then you changed your business from finance to the marketing agency. And in addition to that, your marketing agency blew up. So I'm so happy to have you on the show to kind of talk. Um, about that and give us some tips on sales funnels because I know a lot of people, even though um, I don't want to call the information, you know, I don't want to say, assume that everybody knows about funnels, um, but there is a lot of information that's out there, but there are still a lot of people that are confused about how to put together a sales funnel. What exactly is it? How is it different from a website and all those things? So I'm excited to talk about those things today with you. Um, really quick, I want to go into a quick icebreaker. So I'm asking everybody on the show going forward, a random question. And so my question for you today is what's one thing from childhood that you still enjoy to this day? That's a really good question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, from childhood, Mm -hmm. probably just some of the childhood or movies that I grew up on. <laughs> mm. That's what I would say. Like I always watch, like I watch old stuff, like it was home alone or like it's tons of like old movies that I grew up on, like whatever, yeah. three ninjas or like whatever it's when it comes on, I'm like, Oh, I still want to watch that. Like I'm eight again. 
So yeah. that's one of the things. Like, and I'll still be laughing, like, know all the words, <laughs> that type of stuff. Or yeah. my family and my cousins, like, we know all the words. So that, that's, <laughs> that's the thing that comes to mind right now. So you know what's funny about that? Um, I agree with you. I'm, I'm the same way. Um, one of my favorite movies from my childhood is Good Burger. And, oh, that's classic. Right, right. I love it. Oh, my gosh. But this is the crazy thing. My kids love Good Burger. And they know all the words. Yeah, and, like, right. you know, we're right. just, like, sitting downstairs dying laughing. Everybody's reenacting the scenes. It's so funny because when I was a kid, my grandma used to always make fun of me. Or she would always, like, say, like, you guys always know all the words. And then now my kids know all the words. So, yeah, I agree with you on that one. I think that's a that's a good answer. I like that. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. I want you to tell everybody just a little bit about yourself, um, what what exactly it is that you do, and then also what types of businesses or business owners do you help? Absolutely. So my name is Ryan McCrary. For those that don't know me already, also known as the Funnel Doctor, uh, we help creative entrepreneurs grow and scale online using sales funnels and paid traffic. We work with tons of different entrepreneurs in various different industries. You know, we try to niche down, but we get requests from a lot of different people. You know, we work with people in the e-com space, selling physical products, beauty brands, you know, makeup brands, hair care brands, a lot of uh, what they call infopreneurs. So people, you know, selling information products, courses, coaches, authors, consultants, uh, service providers, people doing professional services like lawyers, accountants, doctors, basically people who want to translate online. So it's like, hey, I have this you know, service or something that I do. I'm a subject matter expert in something. But like, how do I transition that online? How do I you know, grow my, my book online? How do I do an online course? How do I do a webinar and that type of stuff? Mm-hmm. And we love helping with people with that and a lot of six and seven figure companies we work with. Awesome. Yeah. A lot of uh, the subject matter experts, it's so, um, well, I don't want to say it's ironic, but they're so great at what they do. But when it comes to marketing, I mean, like a lot of business owners, you know, they just have no clue on where to start or how to do it. Or when they see something, they don't really understand the concept. So you basically step in, help them. Well, I wouldn't say you help them understand. Maybe you help them understand what the purpose of everything is, but they don't need to know like the intricacies of everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us about, let's, let's go ahead and chat a little bit about sales funnels. Tell us about what is a sales funnel? What's its main purpose and just how does it help business owners and why do they need one? Mm -hmm. So a a sales funnel is basically a step-by-step process that allows you to bring your potential customer, you know, through your sales process. You may hear it referred to as the customer journey or, you know, there's like the top, middle, bottom of the funnel. So there are a lot of nuances to it. But basically, it's just your process for selling your products and services. So you can go to, you know, any company in the world, whether you're out eating, whether you're in the airport, like wherever you're at, a company's always bringing you through a sales process. So that's exactly what a sales funnel is from something like, you know, you're driving people to something like I'm interested You know, I understand what you have going on, raising their hand and become like a potential lead and then actually becoming a paying customer. But like I said, it's basically just a step by step process that allows you to sell your products and services. Got it. And would you agree? I'm asking the I'm asking these questions for people out there who may not be familiar with this. But would you agree with me when I say that it helps you to sell in some instances, it helps you to sell faster or put your product or service into uh, or in front of somebody faster. Would you agree with that? 
I would agree 100%. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of times we see, you know, websites and I mean, well, I'll just say this back in the day, you'll see a website and people are always saying my, well, my website's not making me any money, you know? And it's like, well, when you go to sign up for the email list, they're like, thanks. Have a good day. <laughs> it's like, what's the next step? Where are we going to take the person? So sales funnels, everybody. Well, would you say everybody needs one? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you don't, unless you want leads and sales. Right. If you don't want leads and sales, then no, you don't need one. Right. You know, but I think every business owner needs that. So yes. So let me ask you this, because me being a marketer, when I think of sales funnel, the only real, real way that I really think about it is like physically having a page for the squeeze or the capture, physically having a page for a tripwire, physically having a page for an upsell and things of that nature. Can you give us some examples of sales funnels that may not include those steps or just may look a little bit different from that typical, you know, series of landing pages? Mm -hmm. So a sales funnel just generally anyway is like the overall process for your business mm -hmm. so it doesn't even necessarily have to be online mm -hmm. you know it's tons of brick and mortar or physical companies that you go through that bring you through their quote-unquote sales model so think about like for a dentist a dentist for instance you know you go in there and it may be you know a free cleaning or your annual checkup or whatever it is but generally is like that's the draw to get you in there is like oh it's time to do a cleaning you need to get your free cleaning. You need to get an annual cleaning. Mm -hmm. But you'll notice when you're in there, it's not just about that. Like, it's always <laughs> like trying to push you to something else. Now, hopefully, they're not offering you something you don't already need. Mm -hmm. But once you're in there, it's like, okay, we're taking x-rays. Maybe you need a deeper cleaning. Maybe you need a retainer. Maybe you need a root canal. Maybe you need a cavity filled. It's like they bring you through this series of steps because they just want to bill your insurance for some more stuff, of course. Right. But, you know, that's the funnel that they take people through is coming for this cleaning, you know, coming to the office. And then it's like a lot of other stuff that you get while you're in there. You know, so I would say like in general, like you want to think about your business as an overall process. And then you develop the landing pages and your sales copy and the upsells and the downsells and stuff like that. But you want to understand that process first. Um, but, you know, the funnel is, like you said, it is the landing page. It is a squeeze page. And also depends on like what type of funnel that you have. Mm -hmm. So there are many different types of funnels. I'm sure we'll talk about that. But it really depends on what the ultimate goal is and also where you are in business kind of determines like what kind of sales funnel is best for where you're at. Yeah. So, and that actually just shifted my mindset because, yeah, like I said, when I think about the funnel, I'm thinking about the landing pages and, you know, the process to me, even though it's a process, I never really thought of it as a part of the funnel. But when you see now my gears are going because like this could be there could be so many different things involved in this, like with your emails, with your text messages, with, you know, chatbots, if you use those. So that's a really cool way of explaining it. Um, I would actually like to go ahead and talk about the different types of funnels because uh, you just mentioned that. So I would like for you to go ahead and go into that if you can. Sure. So, yeah, there are so many different types of funnels. So the one that I always tell people, like if you're just starting out, I would say like a lead generation funnel. Mm -hmm. So that is a funnel that you want to use to gather leads. That could be many different ways to do that. If you have some type of lead magnet or something of value that you're giving in exchange for someone's name, email, phone number or something else that you may want to collect. You could use a lot of different things as lead magazines. It could be a free checklist. It could be a PDF, some type of download, ebook, physical book, course, 
Like there are a lot of different things you can use, but I think that's a great funnel to start with is just some type of funnel that's going to gather you leads. Mm -hmm. You can also do some type of product funnel. You know, if you're an e-com brand, you know, selling an actual physical product, maybe a low price product, maybe like some type of sample. And then as soon as they come in, the main goal of that funnel is to increase the average order value or increase Mm -hmm. the cart value. So it's like a lot of product funnels, we kind of do like more of the same. So if it's like, you know, uh, beauty product is like, oh, you got this thing, one thing, like, why don't you get five bottles for an extra 10% off? Or why don't you get the bundle or like something like that? The main goal, like I said, is to increase the cart value when someone comes into your actual online store. You could do a webinar funnel. You could do an online challenge funnel, you know, a high ticket funnel, which is another one that's very popular. You know, if you're like a high ticket service provider or you have a coaching program or like a mastermind group or something like that. Generally, that type of funnel, you need like some type of application. You want to qualify people. You want to get them to actually apply because if you're selling higher price stuff, that's not for everyone. And you, if you get on the phone and you're selling stuff, you're on a sales call, you don't want to get on the phone with people that aren't ready or are tire kickers. So you want to weed those people out. So a funnel like that could be, like I said, you go into some type of page where you can show them a testimonial or a case study and like, hey, why don't you apply? And then you have a series of questions that you want to ask people before you even get on the phone. And then maybe, you know, you or someone on your team follows up with them. You see if they're a good fit. And then you actually close them on the offer. Mm. I love that. Yeah. I know a lot of people listening are probably going to be, well, I can't say where everybody really is at, but the lead generation funnel, I feel like that's like the thing that's most applicable to, you know, everybody who would be listening to the show. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that. You mentioned that you can give away something in exchange for their information. So I have a couple of questions around that. Number one, do you see like any type of resource converting more than others? So you mentioned like checklists, like mini course and a couple of other things. Is there any one type of thing that converts better than the others? It really depends on what the main offer is, to be honest, Mm. because your lead magnet or freebie should always lead back to the main thing. Mm -hmm. So like if you have a a checklist or PDF like that may be great, but like for some people that may work better because they selling, it leads back to the main thing that they sell. Mm-hmm. You know, for some people it could be even like a quiz or something like that is great for lead generation. Cause number one, you know, you can ask someone a series of questions to get more information before they get the results. They can, you can collect their name and email or phone number, whatever. So you can have great for lead capture and it helps you segment people. So mm-hmm. that's another thing that's great, you know, but I really can't say like which one is better than the other because it all depends on like what's the best for what you have going on. Got it. You know, so that's why, you know, it's just, like I said, it's hard to say. I, another thing is you want to test like a lot of different stuff, you know, yeah. but I, I, w- I do see some people make the mistake of like just trying to put together a lead magnet and like, oh, what's something extra we can just put out there and get people to, you know, opt in. But it's like, oh, uh, you really want to think like what's going to still lead people to your main offer. Right. I will say I have um, not only purchased PDFs, but signed up for, you know, free PDFs also where they've been nothing but fluff. I actually recently (laughs) paid for an ebook. It was like a $15 ebook and I didn't get anything from it. And I was actually a little disappointed, even though it's 15 bucks, I was like still kind of disappointed because, you know, you expect to get something (laughs) from, you know, whether you're downloading it for free or you're paying for it, like you still expect to get something in exchange for your resource of time or money. 
you know, so when you're not getting that, it doesn't really, I feel like that kind of ruins the trust right there. You know what I mean? If somebody just kind of gets you to opt in or pay for something and there's not really anything substantial in it, I feel like that really ruins the trust. So can you give people some tips about how they should compose their freebie? So we know it, we want it to lead to the main thing, but is there anything in particular they need to keep in mind when they're actually putting it together? Definitely quality, mm-hmm. even though it's free, like still make it a really good offer or, you know, somehow irresistible, something that, you know, it really, if someone paid for it, they would still, you know, get a lot of value out of it, let alone something free. Right. So I would say something like that. And it depends on what it is, you know, but like something that's just good quality, not janky. If it is a PDF or some type of ebook or download, like make it quality, make it valuable, make it have great information, make sure it looks good, make sure, you know, aesthetically it's designed nice. That's what I would say. I think the main thing is like, give someone something valuable, Mm -hmm. even though it's free and just want them to opt in and end of the day, like we want to acquire customers. We can't build a business off opt-ins or free people join the email list. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like it's going to really kill your conversions to get people to buy or even your customer lifetime value of some people do buy. If you're just giving them janky stuff from the beginning, it's like dating. You know, if you want to go out there and, you know, you're trying to date and you're like the first date is like terrible. <laughs> what makes you think you're going to get the second date, let alone marriage? If that's what your goal is. Right. You know, so I think you should just come with quality and lead with value. Got it. Got it. Let's talk about the capture form really quick. So whatever capture form you're going to be using on your landing page, I want to know your thoughts on the information that you should capture um, and how much information I have a thought on this, but I want to, I want to hear yours. And then I guess based on what you say, then I'll follow up. <laughs> I'll follow yeah. up with mine. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Cause it's like, it's a lot of people that look at it two ways. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, I want to get, try to get as much information as possible from people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, of course, like the standard is name, email and phone number. Yeah. It used to be like name, email. Now I'm like, phone number is mandatory. Especially yes. like, you know, open rates being crazy and whatever. I think name, email, and phone number is standard. And then a lot of people will be like, well, I want to collect other information so we can put it in the CRM. We can know more about them. We can, you know, just have more information on the people that's coming in. Mm -hmm. Then at the same time, it's like, if you do have too many questions, like that could cause your conversions or your opt-in rates to drop. Because it's like, I gave you my name, email, phone number. You want like five other things. (laughs) Let me just click off and not actually submit it. Mm -hmm. You know, so I personally... I mean, I personally just like name, email, phone number. But it, again, I think it also depends on like what you are doing. We had a client recently that was doing webinars and they asked for name, email, phone number, state. And then they asked for, I think, like another question because they're like in the healthcare space and they help people open, uh, you know, home health uh facilities, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they kind of want to know like what state they're out of and, you know, different qualifying questions that helps them. Yeah. So maybe they didn't get as many people to opt in because they had additional questions, but at the same time, gathering that information actually helps a lot more, Mm -hmm. you know, but I personally think like, I mean, name, email, phone number, like if I'm good with that, like I can get the rest later. Okay. So I think we think we're, you know, on the same page there. For me, I capture, and this is just for my general email list, I capture name, email, phone number, and I ask them one question. And then there's a captcha because sometimes, you know, bots. But um, yeah, I ask them one question. And my thought process behind that is I'll get people who have a higher intent of actually engaging with my emails. 
as opposed to people who just, you know, they just want their freebie. And then, and you know, I'm not going to lie. I get it. We're all busy. And so, you know, we all sign up for things and we think we're going to engage and whatnot. It happens. Like, it's not really a big deal, but that was my thought process. Um, I like that. that. I like that because it's just one additional question. Like, it's right. not like a whole bunch more. So right. it's like, I think that would be cool. Like, even if I was opting in, like, I wouldn't mind doing like one additional question or whatever. Right. So. I think that's a good place to be, actually. And on top of that, it's a it's a uh, multiple choice. So you just have to choose and you just click an answer and then go. You know, the only time I really see um, and this is just me personally, the only time I really see when somebody's asking a ton of questions is if you're on like a software's if you're on like a software's website and they they're basically collecting information because you they've assumed you're a business owner and they want more information about your business and all of that. So now those those I'm just like, okay, it's a bit much, <laughs> but I, I totally understand why they do it. But for me, it's a bit much. So yeah, yeah I, I don't think I ever fill those out. Okay. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about your funnel formula for success. What do people need to have in place so that they can have a successful funnel? Mm -hmm. So I like to break down like a three-step process. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to have, number one, a good structure and good funnel foundation. So mm -hmm. like a really good offer, you know, great copy, price point and stuff like that. So like just having the foundation of like putting together a really, really good offer. I think that's something like a lot of people miss is like, oh, my thing's not selling, whatever. It's like your offer is just probably not that good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> let's just you know say it for what it is like having the actual foundation of like putting together a good offer like i said you know good copy your messaging if there are some upsells or whatever of like you know a good flow because there definitely is a difference between a landing page and a funnel you mm -hmm. know your landing page is part of your funnel but some people think oh i got like a sales page i got a landing page i'm selling this one thing i have a funnel it's like oh it's not necessarily <laughs> a funnel because it's not really like a process. Right. It's like I'm buying this one thing and then it's like two to three other offers, you know, on the back of it. And that's like one funnel that you can drive people to. Right. You know, so I think the foundation is number one. Uh, the second is the actual back end. So like once people do buy or they opt into something like what happens after that? Mm -hmm. You know, definitely having some type of automated sequence uh, that people go into as soon as they get into the funnel because it's easy to get a customer, but it's a lot harder to actually retain that customer and get them to shop with you again and buy more and or buy monthly if you have some type of membership or continuity program. So I definitely think you should have the automation in the back end system set up, uh, depending on what type of sequence you bring people into. But I think you got to have an automated sequence. And then the traffic. You can have a great funnel. It can be a great offer, great price, like irresistible. You can have all your back-end systems. Like when they come into this flow, they'll get this email on this day and this text or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have enough eyeballs, if you don't have enough people actually seeing it or visiting the page, it won't work. So you definitely have to have the traffic strategy. And that's not just like, go, we'll turn Facebook ads on. Or like, that's great, but not just that. Like traffic strategy. That yeah. could be connected with influencers. That could be... Your email marketing, that could be Facebook and Instagram or TikTok or YouTube ads, like a lot of different things. It could be you out speaking at an event, having a holistic traffic strategy. I think that's the three parts of the puzzle that you got to have in place. Mm, I love how you just broke that down because I feel like anybody can take that and run with it, start putting together their process. So let me ask you about 
irresistible offers. To you, what, what makes an offer irresistible? What does that mean? We all know, I mean, you've seen the offers out there. I've seen the offers out there. What makes it irresistible? What makes people want to buy? What do people need to have in place to make sure that they have an irresistible offer? Number one, something that separates you from the marketplace. No matter what mm -hmm. business you have, <clears throat> excuse me, no matter what business you have, it's very, very competitive. <laughs> I don't care what industry you're in. I don't care what niche you're in. Like it's a lot of people doing that, trying to acquire the same customers. So what is going to separate you from everyone else? That's what I would say, number one. And just really stacking the value, you know, it's like, and of course it depends on what type of, what you're selling, your product or service or whatever. But I would say like something that really can stack the value or maybe five to 10 five to 10 times worth more than what you're actually charging for. So it's like this thing, you know, could be worth 10,000, but you can get it for 997 or something like that. I would say, you know, what you're selling it at, the value should be a lot more. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that that's definitely what I would say. Like, you got to just have that in place. You got to have a really good offer. You got to test different stuff. You got to look at your competitors and see what they're doing. And like, how can we, you know, put an edge on that? How can we add something to that? How can we put our secret sauce on that? What's your unique selling proposition in all this? But I think like that's key to having a great offer because it's so competitive. you got to stand out from everyone else. As a busy entrepreneur, simplifying any process that I'm involved in is a huge priority. That's why I'm absolutely in love with Kartra. It's an all-in-one marketing suite that serves as my email service provider, my CRM, landing page builder, membership host, and more. Before Kartra, I was using ClickFunnels and MailChimp and a host of other softwares. And honestly, it was so frustrating paying a monthly fee for something that doesn't even have the top tier plan with all the bells and whistles. Kartra replaced all of those softwares and it's cheaper than all of them combined. Do yourself a favor and get a free 14-day trial of Kartra by going to the link in my show notes. Let's talk about USPs really quick because there the market is super saturated. Like like you said, like in every single industry, the market is very saturated. I was I can't remember whose course it was or whose you know product it was, but I was in like a little mini course or something, and somebody had mentioned that giving analogies really helps for people to kind of be able to really understand what the value is of your product or service, right? So for example, if you sell a product and it's maybe $3,000, $5,000, whatever it is, and you compare that to the price of going to college for four years, I feel like people would kind of say, okay, would I rather pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to college or tens of thousands of dollars to go to college or would I rather pay $3,000 for this thing, if I understand what the outcomes are. And that's another thing. I think people have to really understand, like, what is the real benefit? They don't need to know, like, it's a 12-week program. It's, um, you know, they don't need to know the features of it. They ne really need to understand, like, the benefits and be, like, really in tune with that and really understand how is this going to change their lives? How is this going to, you know, make things better for them? Because in I feel like in this day and age, like, we're all so busy and, we're, our, our minds are all over the place, right? So we don't need another thing to just keep us busy or to keep us occupied or to, you know, just add on to the stress. Like we really need more benefits. What do you think about that? 
Yeah, I agree 100%. I love that. Like, we definitely have to relay the benefits and how your product or service solves their problem. Mm -hmm. The features and all that, you know, whatever. But, like, how can what you do solve their problem? And really being able to clearly communicate that. I know when it comes to sales, some people are like, oh, I don't want to be sleazy. Uh, you know, they cram mm -hmm. up. Like, people do webinars like, I'm great till I get to the part when I have to sell. And I got to <laughs> quit, that type of stuff. And I'm like, if you truly believe in what you offer, you have a moral obligation to sell it. Okay. Like, you, you need to, you know, you have a major problem that needs to be solved in the marketplace. Like, in this podcast, for instance, people struggle with marketing. Right. It's a major problem for entrepreneurs. So, uh, you know, we want to talk about how we can solve that problem for you. So I definitely agree with that 100%. Yeah. And I feel like if you're really in the business to help people, again, like sell your product, sell your service. I know, I know for me, you know, every person that you come across or every person you have a discovery call with isn't going to close. But I will say for me, if I ever run across somebody who doesn't close and I know I can really help them, it low key pains me. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, I like you would be so great at this and I know I can help you. But if they don't close, you know, it just is what it is. But I really actually want to help people. And, mm. you know, you'll be able to tell. I feel like as consumers, like when, when everybody puts their consumer hat on, you can tell who really wants to help you and who is just, you know, who's just trying to rack up the check. You know what I mean? Mm. So, okay, let's go ahead and get into, I have like, I feel like we could talk about this all day because there's just so much to break down and so many parts of the process that people need to know about, but we're, we're going to go ahead and move forward. <laughs> so tell me or tell us the difference between a website and a funnel for those people out there who are like, well, I have a website. Shouldn't that be enough? Tell us about why that's not enough and why do they need a funnel in place? Yeah, no, it's not enough. <laughs> it's not <laughs> enough to just have a website. I mean, your website it's kind of like your brochure of like everything. So you may have like home, about us, products, services, your story, like all these other things. But a funnel, you know, has like a specific goal that you want people to do, uh -huh. a specific call to action that you want on a specific page. So it may be download my ebook, it may be buy this specific product, it may be book a call, like it may be something specific. But that's the main thing, you know, because especially when you're driving traffic or you just have a lot of visitors, uh, people can get distracted with too many options. So that's what we do in direct response marketing. We drive people to a specific page where they got to take a specific action and we can really actually look at data and see, like, are people taking this action? Mm -hmm. If you're taking people to a page that has like five different things or, you know, 10 different things that they can look at, like I said, people are going to get distracted everybody's busy. We're being pulled in so many different directions. Like there's so much stuff going on online and offline. Um, people may not just actually take action on your website, but if you bring people to a page where it's like, this is what you have to do, you can take this action or click off. That is really the main difference of a, a funnel and, and website. And I know a lot of people and now e-com brands, you know, outside of that, like, most people, if I say, okay, well, I got this, I got this website. I paid thousand dollars to get a design. It looks great. It's nice. And I always say, how much money did your website make? You're like, well, it didn't really make that much money. I didn't really get the <laughs> ROI from getting it designed. It looks, it looks really nice though. 
you know, but your funnel, you can actually quantify and you can actually look at like, okay, how many leads did you get? How many sales did you get? Then you can have upsells and really bring them through the sales process. You can't really bring people through the sales process through just your general website mm -hmm. for the most part. So if somebody out there, if anybody out there is listening, just has a website and they're looking to implement a funnel, what would you say would be the easiest way for them to kind of shift some things around so that they can start implementing a funnel? Maybe just have a standalone page with this one specific action. So like if you're a service based, it may just be, hey, book a call. Mm -hmm. If you're product based, I would say, what's your hero product? What is like your main skew or like your thing that you sell the most of? So how do we have like a dedicated page just for that? That people can go there and like, hey, you're the first time on our website or first time checking us out. You know, here's what we recommend. Here's what here's our starter thing or like whatever the language is. But like, here's the thing that you got to get just mm -hmm. to try our brand out. You know, give us a try. Or like I said, if you're service based, like just, hey, book a call or whatever the, the call to action is. That's what I would say. You can just create like a standalone page that you can actually drive. It's part of your website. But it is like a standalone page that you can drop people to. Right. And walk us through really quickly, what does that page look like? Um, because I I already know, and I know this because when I was coaching, um, when, when that was like my career, I would tell someone, if I did not give somebody very specific instructions on how to compose their landing page, they would come back with something that's the total opposite of what I was truly expecting. So I learned, okay, I have to actually tell people or I have to give people a resource on how to build a landing page. So even if I gave examples, it still would come back like something totally different. So can you just share with everyone, like, what does your landing page need to look like from, I would say maybe from start to, or from top to bottom? Mm-hmm. And yeah, like in our agency, we have like a, a winning landing page or sales page kind of checklist of like all the things you need to have in place, <laughs> you know, before it's like ready to go live. So definitely like video, you know, video is king. You want to have some type of video on there. You want to, and a lot of people are like, I don't want to do video. I don't want to get on camera. My mm -hmm. hair's not done. And like, well, then you don't want to make the money. <laughs> right. Pick That's a day, do your hair, do your makeup, and let's get the video done. Like, you need video today. Right. It's like not optional. Definitely need video. You listen, it's it's, it's, it's non-negotiable. Yeah. <laughs> it's not optional. You got to have video. You got to have great copy, of course, that speaks to your avatar, your, you know, your target customer, a great headline, of course, great sub headline. Social proof is extremely important. If you've been featured somewhere, if you have media outlets that you've been on or press or whatever, you definitely want to showcase that. Uh, reviews and testimonials, that is key. Hmm. People don't just want to hear what you have to say about your product or service. They want to hear what other people who work with you or, you know, experience your product or service have to say. So that is, you know, key as well. So that's that's some of the main things. Definitely having, like I said, clear call to action and making it easy for people to buy or opt in. You don't mm. know how many pages I go to. I'm going to buy some. <laughs> I got to click like 10 different things. If I got to click too much, I'm clicking off the right. page. <laughs> you only got about, I don't know, what is it? Three to five? Right, right. A few seconds to get people. So if you're taking that long, people are going to click off. You can put like some type of heat map or a screen recording, like a hot jar or like Lucky Orange or something like that to really record your landing page so you can see what actions mm -hmm. people take. But just making it easy for people to like click and buy or opt in, that's another thing that I see is like, if I got to click too much, I'm clicking off. Right. So those are some of the main things. 
Okay, let's talk a little bit about avatars because we we've brought that up a couple of times during this conversation, but we've not like gone into it. Tell us what an avatar is and how does somebody figure out who their avatar is? That's your ideal customer. So that's like demographically, also psychographically, like how they feel when they, you know, are ready to do business with you. Of course, demographically is, you know, age, gender, socioeconomic status, are they college educated or not, or married or not, or like a lot of different things. But as far as figuring that out, like I can say with me personally, like I didn't know that off the bat. <laughs> I, yeah. I had to just do things and like see, and then I see who gravitated to me, see who we could help the most. And then eventually it was like, oh, like I'm very, very clear on my avatar. Like I know who it is. I know to a T. If someone contacts me, like I can tell from the beginning for the most part, it's like, you're our avatar or not. Like, do I want to move the conversation forward? You know, so you may not know right off the bat and that's okay. It's okay yeah. to just go out there and test things and try things, see who you work with, see who you like working with, see who you don't like working with, see who you can help the most, who you can help the most, you know, but it really is like your ideal customer of like who you think can help the most. If you're selling higher price stuff, who can even afford your stuff? Uh, that's another thing that I see, you know, high ticket service providers do is like they do want to help people, but it's like you got to you gotta target the people that can actually pay you or willing and able to pay you, you know, so, but it's really just what they would say, like your dream customers or people that are like your ideal person that you're looking for. And that is your customer avatar. Mm. Let me know your thoughts on this, because I feel like there are a lot of people with communities and the people in their communities really love them, but not everybody in the community is their ideal client. Mm. Right. So you may have somebody who's always commenting on your Instagram. They're always DMing you on Instagram. But when it's time to pull out the wallet, they're not there yet for whatever mm. reason. <laughs> what was the grimace for? I, I felt I, like that hurt you. <laughs> I just see it happen a lot, you know, and especially with a lot of influencers we work with, you know, it's like, oh, I got this great following. I got 100,000 followers. I get great, you know, comments and engagement and mm -hmm. reels and that type of stuff, you know, but then it's like, all right, when I'm actually selling something or, you know, whatever I'm offering product or service, I'm not getting nowhere near as many people to buy mm -hmm. as I should based on my following. You know, and I always ask those people, and it's, it's ironic that like it's a lot of a lot of it trickles back to like the list and like how you have on your list, email list, customer list. Yeah. Because I, I always see like a gap between that. It's like, are you got a hundred thousand followers? How many people in your email list? Well, I got like two thousand. Like that don't right. match up. You know, so that's why funnels are so important because you want to give someone a call to action. Social media and stuff is great, but we don't own these platforms. We mm -hmm. saw when Instagram or Facebook shut down, like last year, I guess it was, end of last year or something like that, people that their businesses only depend on social media was sick. Like, it was yeah. like, what do I do? And I don't know what to do and like, whatever. So I, if that was me and I don't have like a huge following, you know, but if I did, I would be like, I would put something out there where like, you got to take action. You got to mm -hmm. download this. Like, it may be a $7 thing. It may be 27 Like, it may just be something small. Yeah. But, like, I want to separate people immediately. I want to get you to a list that I own. Because at the end of the day, it's about acquiring customers. Likes, Definitely. shares, all that stuff is great. But likes don't pay the bills. Right. Last time I checked, if I go into the bank and I fill out a deposit slip and I say I want to deposit 10,000 likes <laughs> and I just got on Instagram, they don't kick me out the bank. <laughs> right. We can't build our business off of that. Not saying that's that doesn't have value somewhere, 
you know, but I think it's really about focusing on customer acquisition. And I don't think people that are in that place, they don't focus on that enough. Mm. So that needs to be a priority for sure. Definitely. Like we're running businesses and as much as we want to help people, you can't really help people unless there's like an equal exchange. You know what I mean? Like you can't help them as much as you want to. And for those of y'all who don't know, most people who just want your free stuff anyway, if you were to get, if you were to literally hand them your blueprint on a silver platter, they still wouldn't, they wouldn't implement it. Mm, facts. They just wouldn't. They're just not, they're not there. They'd have some sort of excuse and it's okay. It's okay to not be there. It's okay to not be ready. But this is why you do have to focus on that. If you were to sit and download all of your information from your brain and put it on your Instagram right now, I guarantee you almost nobody would take action. When somebody purchases for your product or service, it gives them some skin in the game and it holds them accountable. And at the end of the day, you cannot do the work for them. They have to do the work for themselves. So, I mean, again, we got to have some sort of even exchange. I'm giving you the blueprint, but you have to make it happen. I'm giving you the resource, but you have to make it happen. I'm giving you, you know, the shortcut or the connection or whatever it is, but you have to make it happen. Facts. Right? So... Okay, cool. Yeah. So y'all let's focus on those customers now. Like we're, we're posting content and that's another thing. Actually, let me get into this tangent really quick because I, I hear a lot of people um, saying that they can't make money on social media and I'm not going to lie. I low key was one of these people like up until like three months ago. <laughs> I was just like, I don't get it. What, what is everybody doing? But I figured it out and it's, I mean, it's not like it's a big secret, but literally all of your content, if you're educating people, Add in a call to action for them to join your email list, for them to get a tripwire, for them to something, take additional action off of social media. Because just like you said, Ryan, like, oh my goodness, when Instagram went down, yeah, everybody does go nuts. And everybody's like, every, it's, it's so, it's such a part of our daily lives now, social media. And so it's like, you're refreshing over and over and over again. You're wondering yeah, like, right, what is right. going on? <laughs> But you need to give people that additional, you know, give them that permission to take the next step with you, you know? So yeah, focus on that, y'all. If you're putting content out there, definitely make sure you're using those calls to action. Get people to take action because, you know, we're in business and I'm not going to go. I always say this like every episode. I feel like I always just want to go on like a rant about how like I just don't like capitalism and you know we're we're business owners but like we I mean we have no choice but to sell all the time like we have bills to pay and I mean look at all these big boys out here like we have to get <laughs> we have to get our back some kind of way too yeah. so exactly exactly so tell us about if you can give us some case studies about some funnels that you've done for some clients and like, tell us a little bit about what's performed well, and maybe like, what are some things that you've tested out that you found like didn't work as well as you thought or you hoped? Yeah. Um, so a lot of stuff, you know, that we do well, um, some webinars or online challenges, you know, we have one client right now in actually the travel industry, you know, she has like a travel company and what she does is she does monthly free virtual events. You know, so we build the funnel to get people to actually register for her actual event. We'll show, showcase a trip or talk about like everything, maybe a new trip that she's offering or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's free. 
you know, she gets people to opt in and sign up. So that's great. Number one for lead generation. Yeah. Even if they don't attend the event or whatever, it's still add them to the list, you know, and then she puts on an actual, you know, showcase, you know, a virtual event. And at the end of it, she actually sells packages to her trips. Um, and then she may offer, like I said, like a new trip or something exclusive or like whatever it is. And she's really, really clear on her avatar. She's clearly understanding the pain points. She targets people that has money. And then she does give them value up front by just giving them the actual virtual live event. Mm. You know, when she does six figures at minimum each time, you know, and that's a really, really great funnel that we've seen work. Mm. And, you know, it. I love the model because she sells higher price stuff. So generally, like people aren't ready to just see you or hear about you and like right. I want to spend five thousand or more on this trip. Right. You know, but they may register for something. Oh, this sounds interesting. Let me register for this. Let me see what they're talking about. And it's like a three-day event. Then by the end of that, she builds a no like and trust. She gives value. And then at the end of it, she gives the call to action. She does put scarcity in there and she gives some exclusivity to it. And it has been extremely successful. You know, mm. so we've uh, worked on that funnel and that's one. Uh, like I said, a lot of uh, other webinars and, and that type of stuff that we work with that are successful. The funnels that are the most successful that I've seen are people that do stuff consistently. Mm. It's rare that you just put a funnel out there and like it instantly blows up, you know, but putting something out there and like, OK, looking at it, how did it do? Let's make adjustments. Let's make tweaks. Let's do it, you know, continually and let's analyze it and see what we can do and improve on. And then eventually it blows up. But then people will be like, oh, that's overnight success. They put a funnel out there and it just, you know, blew up and it started working. But most of the time it's actually from people like doing something consistently yeah. uh, that we've seen. We have another uh, client in the daycare industry and she has daycares, but she also helps people open their own daycare. And she does online challenges and actually live events to sell like her main membership or mastermind group or whatever, but she does them repeatedly. Mm. She does like a challenge like every single month to get people in because it's great for lead gen. Uh, she also has a little tripwire offer once they register so we can qualify buyers. Even if something small, we qualify buyers. Those are generally more of the people that sign up for her main offer anyway. Um, and then she sells her main thing out the back of it, but she does it continually. And then we can actually analyze it and see like, how can we make it better? But it's not something they just do one time and then like we, you know, don't do it anymore. So that's what I would say. As far as stuff that I see doesn't work like that, I would say people that don't have proof of concept, you know, I say I'm, I always tell people like I'm the funnel doctor. I'm not the funnel savior. <laughs> like the best funnel in the world <laughs> is, is not going to save a business or, you know, something that's not product market fit or people that aren't actually buying something in the marketplace. I don't care who you hire. I don't care what funnel person or ad person you get. You need to have a proven offer. So that's why I would say, like, having proof of concept and then, like, putting the funnel behind it or the traffic strategy or whatever. That's what I would just say, like, on some of the stuff we've worked with is, like, we try to put it together, but it's, like, it really was something that, like, people actually weren't excited about or people actually weren't buying it. Like it could have been good copy, you know, could have been a great funnel, could have been, I guess, a good offer or, you know, price is good, but it's not actually something that people are actively paying for in the marketplace or people don't want. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people get fantasized, but what they think is great in the head or have a great idea, I think this will work, but you never know till you put it out in the marketplace. So that's why I would say like a lot of funnels that we build and just tanked because it's like, it's something that people just didn't want to buy, unfortunately. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that's why it's important for people to do a lot of the grunt work up front before they start investing in these types of services. I, I mean, you know, I build chatbots. And if somebody comes to me and they want a chatbot, but they have no audience, they have no traffic strategy, that it's not a magic pill. You know what I mean? Like, there's not much we could do with that. So if somebody has, like one of my um, clients recently, she just had a crazy conversion rate on one of her on one of our um, campaigns, and it's because she's worked so hard to build up her audience and engage her audience. Like they were ready, they were primed for something like this. So I think those types of people always do well. Also, like if you're willing to kind of put stuff out there fast, fail fast, test fast, optimize fast, all of those things, you know, you'll be good. But I know a lot of people drag their feet on, you know, getting that mini course out or getting that, <laughs> getting that checklist out. <laughs> There's so many resources to help you these days. Like it's literally like no reason why you can't, you know, get that done unless you're just scared, which is understandable. And that's most of the time what it is. But all right, Ryan, well, this has been an amazing conversation. I feel like everybody listening got a ton of value from this. So really quickly, um, just tell us where we can find you online and also let us know a little bit more about your services so that if people want to uh, head on over to sign up, then they can do that. Yeah, of course. So thank you so much for having me. Of course, great conversation. Always enjoy talking to you. Mm -hmm. So I can be found all over social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. Like I'm all over. If you just type my name in, Ryan McCrary. Instagram specifically is Ryan McCrary Marketer. But if you just search my name in or the Funnel Doctor, you could actually find me anywhere. Uh, you could also visit our website. It's www.yourfunneldoctor.com. That's www.yourfunneldoctor.com. And we offer done for you services. So funnels, you know, specifically uh, the entire, you know, sales system, your copy, your design, all your integrations, your backend systems, everything set up. And then also Facebook and Instagram ads. We do setup ads. We manage ads for a number of clients. We probably manage about 70,000 a month in ad spend now for our clients and myself. So, you know, we do specialize in done for you services. Cause I know a lot of people like, you know, well, I see that, but like, you know, how can I actually just work with you? Like, I don't necessarily want a course. I don't want, you know, coaching and stuff like that. We have some courses, but our core service are really done for you. We take the, you know, busy work, the guesswork out of you. So you don't have to be uh, stressed, overwhelmed, or trying to dance on a gram. Uh, we help <laughs> you do all that. So you don't have to worry about that. So you can find us all over online. If you click on something, we're going to retarget you anyway. So we're going to keep showing up in your feed. So make sure you check us out. Awesome. Ryan, thank you so much once again. Um, this, Yeah, it is always great chatting with you because I feel like we get to kind of like nerd out about this stuff. So always nice chatting with you. We're going to go ahead and sign off. And everybody that's listening, we're going to have all of those links in the show notes. So make sure to go ahead and open those up. Go ahead and visit his website. And if you're smart, you'll go ahead and visit it anyway so he can retarget you and you can kind of pick up some tips along the way. So <laughs> head on over there. Links in the show notes. And then we will see you guys next time. Oh!